let me just get a direct quote here. Uh, a cataclysm of storm and fire and ash and lightning <laughs> so intensely violent that it was seen 10 horizons away. Oh, no. Uh, That's too far. So, Ruination 4.0? Like, are we getting there? <laughs> Actually, this would be the prequel, right? This would be like beta. <laughs> beta alpha testing. <laughs> and it's like, hey, it, it, you know, if Sharima gets one, if the Shadow Isles get one, the Frail York can get one too, all right? Look <laughs> under your chairs. It's a Ruination! <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 85. I'm your host, Ryan, here with the one and only, The Return, Hetchington. I've survived. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I've been gone for a minute. It's been, you know, dealing with life. Yeah, but man. luckily, now I can finally get back to doing the show. I've missed you. I've, I've missed you, Ryan. <laughs> I, I haven't missed too. the audience. I've missed you. <laughs> no, I missed you guys, too. <laughs> Well, they haven't missed housekeeping because I made sure to keep that going. Well, housekeeping goes up top. <laughs> it goes up top, right? <laughs> so you can listen to us everywhere. You can reach us by email at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info and then follow us on any platform or all the platforms because that helps with discoverability. We appreciate that. Then leave a like, a comment, and a short review. We appreciate that as well. But the easiest way is just to tell one friend to slow down and focus. By listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast, uh, I've I've missed you housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about something that we've been waiting. It, it's almost it's almost cool. We've had this kind of long break uh, of sorts because we've wanted to talk about Orn for a while, uh, and with all the cards coming out during the extended spree of star guardian starting stuff the stardians yeah thank the you. starting stuff with the release of the ruination book which isn't going to interfere with this content we're going to just give you more um but we finally get to start talking about some big picture stuff again yeah um and this is like one of those champions that we really wanted to dive into whether he showed up in the room terror or not mm -hmm. because it, he as far as just off of timeline, he's one of those characters that's been around the Frail Yord forever. So yeah. when you're talking about Frail Yord lore, you got to talk about Orin. And it's great to actually see him in the card game, not only because it's an excuse for us to talk about him mm -hmm. on the show, but uh, the game is so different now with all these equipments and yeah. the, the the improvise and forge mechanics. Mm -hmm. It's like they're... It feels like playing a whole new game, and it's even funnier because I haven't laddered at all. I've just been doing Path of Champions, and it still feels different. Yeah, I, dude, I can't wait to get back into it. We were just talking about it because I haven't been playing as much, um, but it's inevitable. I'll be back there. But let, let's let's go ahead and hop into it. So the main topic, godly indifference. Uh, and we start always with this spell. So for this one, we're talking about the Hearthbloods. Uh, and the Hearthbloods are a group that be, will become important when we talk about the bio and then in the episode where we do one of Orn's stories even more so. But the spell we're talking about is Gift of the Hearthblood, which is a pretty decent card, especially for ramping decks. It fits well into the Freljord archetype. It's a five cost burst spell, but at the point where you want to play it, it makes sense. 
Um, essentially what it does is it heals your nexus for four and then it grants all allies and equipment in your deck plus one plus one and then you draw one of them that's it's it's pretty good it's pretty solid uh and i haven't been here for a second so have we talked about equipments on the show yet no uh so equipments essentially kind of work like a creature buff Mm -hmm. uh they are played at uh at focus speed but also like they're at folk or no, they're played at creature speed. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get to play it, but your turn ends. Yeah. Uh, but there's no chance for the opponent to interact or anything during that. So it's not like fast or slow. Um, and when that creature dies, the equipment returns to your hand. Yeah. Um, but whatever stats are on the equipment, it goes onto the equipped character, kind of like an attach unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so this spell is going to be really is just good in equipment decks, not only because you're buffing your whole deck, but you're also buffing the equipments. So you're buffing your buffs, <laughs> yep. uh, which is awesome. And then you got that heal on top of it. So it, it is. This is a damn good card uh, in that yeah. sense. But that's not all we care about here. No, it's referencing the Hearthbloods, which is the big part. And it's a short quote, but it says, come warm yourself by the fire from the Hearthblood Mender. Which, coincidentally, wink, wink, nod, nod, is what the next card is that we're going to talk about, which is the unit. So the unit, Hearthblood Mender, is pretty vanilla by Freljord standards. He's a 5-5 with on play Forge, which, you know, that does what Hetch mentioned, um, where you create... Yeah. Uh, so well, forge. Or it, yeah, it buffs. Yeah, forge plus one, plus is one. targeting an ally, and yeah. it gives that ally plus one plus one. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And and any ally, or an ally, and then heal it and your nexus for three. So once again, in the ramp, the ramping meta, that makes sense, right? That archetype. Oh yeah, and like getting a heal on a body is really good. Mm-hmm. Um and. I'm glad that they're kind of pushing this a little bit more because we've seen that kind of like with um, back in the day with Tarek's release um, and it never really took off a lot. And that's just by the way that the metas ended up shaping up. Yeah. But I like this. It fits really well, not only with Freljord, like the, its overall game identity, but yeah. with the Hearthblood themselves, like the because the Hearthblood, they uh, they're they're a hardy people, but they're very hospitable. Yeah. So this is just on theme. I'm just like, yeah, if you're going to meet the hearth blood, you're, you're going to go, you're going to sleep yeah. in a warm bed and you're going to have a hot meal in your stomach. Yeah. So th- this is perfect. They're an important group of people. Um, and you know, the, the quote on this one is more significant and kind of leads from what we just talked about where it says the hearth blood were gone. All of them when Orn decided to leave the world generations passed and their name was all but forgotten. More recently, however, the tale of Orn resurfaced, and it was whispered that some had begun to return to the way of the Hearthblood. So we'll talk about more. You know, it's, this is building up to the bio and then the further story. Yeah. We're going to give you the whole yeah, concept. We'll, we'll let you know what the, what the will of the Hearthblood is. Yeah. yeah, we'll get there. And, I mean, the reason for their name is the next card. So we, this is one of those episodes where we actually have a landmark to talk about because it's Orn. So we're talking about Orn's Forge. And this fits perfectly into the ramping archetype like everything else along here. It says it's a three cost, which is good for a landmark. And it has, especially in this style of deck, it has uh, when I'm summoned or round start, create a fleeting time and dedication in hand. Uh, and this is a pretty straightforward focus card that forges an ally. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, Pantheon players rejoice. <laughs> uh, you get a one mana, basically a gem yeah. or better than a gem yeah. every turn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pantheon pan fans were just like losing it for this one. Um, and if you are following along with us and you're like looking at the cards, open up the card art. Just do yourself a favor. Yes. The art on this is incredible. I want to go here. I just <laughs> want to go. I here. just want to go on tour with like an old disposable camera. Ooh, click click. And you can just hear me winding up the camera. Hatch, this don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh my god. <laughs> Never mind. I, did, I didn't miss the show anymore. Thanks. I needed that. <laughs> so the quote on this one gives us the namesake of the Hearthbloods. Um, Alone in the hearth homes forge with nothing but the sound of the molten rivers. Slow coursing below and the ring of hammer on anvil. He quite liked that. Now, I like how hammers capitalized because we'll talk about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> foreshadowing all right take us into it let's talk about Orn. all right so uh orn is a very interesting character because we don't really know too much about orn biologically speaking or at least as far as in the lore that we've spoken about so far um and as so if we're looking at it just from a biological standpoint uh, the people of Freljord view Orn as a descendant of old demigods, the ones that shaped the land itself and brought forth the first snows. So we're not entirely sure what the deal with Orn. Like, is he a celestial or is he like one of the old spirits similar to Anivia? Or is it more, you know, like a, a more mortal race that just lives a long, more long mortal. time? More mortal. Um, <laughs> But besides that, we're going to jump to like who Orn is as a as a being. And that is someone who just wants to be alone, uh, like the old adage of I want to sit here and feed my birds and yeah. no one bother me. Orn just doesn't want to be bothered. He values privacy, solitude and focus. And this is where he ends up like finding a place to set up shop, which happens to be beneath a dormant volcano and he decides to go into a craft that he loves which is forging uh items so he's a yeah. blacksmith he, he's a blacksmith he just wants to be left alone with his blacksmith work and, and that's all he wants yeah one neat concept here which we like to talk about is the concept of time for these larger than life beings, right? So we like to always talk about vampires and the concept of being immortal and how that plays into the overarching um, story beats. But for him, like Orin is a person like takes his time, but he takes his time by the standards of an immortal being. <laughs> yes. So like this early on in the bio, we're going to, you know, it mentions that he dedicates himself to his craft. And with this dedication, he is able to create relics that are of bewildering, bewildering high quality. Yeah. And then they mention that there's possibly like the Avarosan bow and Brahm's shield are things that Orin created, which we know from Brahm's story and uh, basically any other Freljord story that those are these mythic weapons yes. have been around for thousands of years. Yep. 
Um, and can really only be, be used by the Iceborne, right? Yes, it can only be used by the Iceborne. And, but, like, these are, like, relics that are known to follow legendary people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have been known to be there for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, and we're just talking about the guy that makes him as if he's just a normal blacksmith and he just wants to, you know, hit his hammer on an anvil. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very interesting. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, he's just a simple dude. But wait, how long has he been here? <laughs> so, um, now with this, we then get to, like, talk a little bit about the time frame, which is nobody really knows. Like, they don't know yeah. how, like, if Orn, like, how, when Orn came into the picture or if he actually created these things that have been around for thousands of years, but it seems like his work, so it's gotta be. And it's all these questions that kind of build up to like people building a hype behind it. And yeah. when you build up a hype, you're gonna have fans. Yeah, it's an interesting concept because we've talked about on this show other greater than life beings and some things that are just like, you know, the nightmare concept that is Nocturne, um, the concept of Aurelian Soul, who has technically been around, but hasn't been involved the whole time and things like that, where Orn has, has he been like, where does he fit in? Is he a concept? Is he an actual being? Cause you know, he's mentioned as a demigod here, not a full God uh, per se. So it gives us a lot to play with. And we have talked about things like Anivia, right? Right. Yeah. And, and it, this is where like that gets a little more confusing because he does start building up a fan base. Yeah. Uh, and essentially, like they develop a religion behind it, and this they become a a group of people known as the Hearthblood. Mm-hmm. So the Hearthblood travel to this dormant volcano, which they end up calling the Hearth Home, and they decide that they are going to follow an Orn's example. Now, I know we've talked a lot before as far as like Freljord's like one of your favorite regions. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's so where my wife fa- lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, disgusting. Um, <laughs> and as far as like, as far as like if, you know, jumping into the, if we got to jump into the world of Runeterra, mm-hmm. like, sure, Freljord's not my favorite region, but I would love to be with the Hearthblood. These guys yeah. are awesome because it's like, we want to follow Orn's example. And Orn's example is literally just leave me alone. I just want to do my work. He's an ice hippie. And so the people that end up following him are just artisans. Yeah. They're just people who want to hone their craft and perfect it. So they set up shop on this dormant volcano and they just create a society of people who are making fine goods and some of the best goods known out there and then just trading these fine goods with each other. And that's it. Like, that sounds awesome. It was like basically a whole town. Yeah. Of a medieval uh, medieval tavern. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. Where? <laughs> shut up and take my money. How do I get there? <laughs> and it's interesting because up to this point, like the little bit of Freljord, because we talked a lot about how in Legends of Runeterra, Freljord representation has been struggling for a while, which is why another reason we were hyped for Orn coming out. But with what we've talked about up to that point, as you are loyal listeners who have listened to all those episodes, hopefully we know you <laughs> have heard is we're dealing with a war torn environment. That's extremely dangerous. You have the threat of the old, the watchers waking up and all this stuff while three tribes go at it. And the weather situation is becoming so harsh that even Anivia doesn't want to get involved. Like that's what we know. So to have the hearth bloods being represented and Orn being shown at this chill dude, uh, it's pretty neat. It's a, it's a neat contrast. And that's the, and that really is like the next point is that he's being shown as a chill dude because these guys set up shop at his home and he's just kind of like, all right, cool. If y'all leave me alone, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, And the most that he does as far as interacting with these people is that he's, if they see him, 
they'll show like the works that yeah. they're trying to perfect and he'll either give them a nod yeah. or a shake of the head with no other words and move on. And the people continually just take that as either signs of approval or signs of disapproval. Yeah. And either way, the result is the same. We have to get better at our craft. Yeah. And that's it. So uh, this also just kind of plays more into like this whole idea of we don't know what Orin is because it's like he's still just a chill dude hanging out with these this people. This is my, this is my, uh, I like this type of secular approach to religion. <laughs> I love it. It's very laid it's, back, very chill, but it's all about respect, baby. Yeah, it's all about respect yeah, and, and hard work and, and hospitality. Yeah. Like everyone's still just being chill with each other. It's just like, and be a good neighbor, whatever. Yeah. Like but just, that, just that leave me alone. That doesn't make a story. Yeah. No, no. Because, and especially, especially since you were mentioning that uh, <laughs> Runeterra is not really in the best of places. <laughs> How did we this. get there? So, and this is where his bio gets a little bit fun. And one of the reasons we are excited to dive into Orin is because in the bio, uh, we just have one catastrophic night. Yeah. And on this catastrophic night, uh, Oren gets into a fight with his brother, Volibear. Um, mm -hmm. Now, in Volibear, we haven't seen him like in Runeterra or anything. But we'll this get is, there. We're definitely going to get there because yeah. we, we love talking about this yeah. crap. Uh, and Volibear is a really cool character, Every too. Every Thor needs a Loki. And this is where we start kind of floating the demigod idea again because he gets into a, Oren gets into a fight with Volibear. Uh, and they create... Uh, I'll, let me just get a direct quote here. Uh, a cataclysm of storm and fire and ash and lightning <laughs> so intensely violent that it was seen 10 horizons away. Oh, no. Uh, That's too far. So, Ruination 4.0? Like, are we getting there? <laughs> Actually, this would be the prequel, right? This would be like beta. <laughs> beta alpha testing. <laughs> and it's like, hey, it, it, you know, if Sharima gets one, if the Shadow Isles get one, the Freljord can get one too, all right? Look <laughs> under your chairs. <laughs> it's a Ruination! Um, so, and of course, you, like, they, the oh. hearth, uh, the hearth home yeah. is the the nesting place of the Hearthblood. This is that's where they set up shop to be close to Orn, and Orn is a homebody. He's not leaving that house, so we know that Volibear went to him. Uh, and yeah, if you can, if all this death and destruction can be seen from ten horizons away, we know what happened to the Hearthblood. Yeah, uh, and so uh, direct another direct quote: uh, When the dust settled. Hearth home was a smoldering caldera, and the hearth blood were reduced to scattered bones and Listen, cinders. They don't hold their tongue in the description, both in this and in his story, which we'll get into in another episode. They tell you exactly what happened. They were annihilated. Yes, and that really kind of, like, it really sums up the end of his bio here, too, because Orn is very unhappy, not only yeah. because of the fight that he got in with Volibear, which in the bio even describes that no one knows why. Yeah. But we do know why, and we're going to get there, <laughs> and we're excited to. We can't wait. Um, but, you know, we don't know why this fight happened, but Orn is not happy because the fight happened. Yeah. And he's not happy because he just killed all these chill dudes. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be left alone, and by nature, that means he wanted to leave everyone else alone. Yeah. And so then, racked with guilt, he retreats into isolation of his foundry and buried himself in his work for an age. We don't know how long. 
a lot of, listen, a lot of us know what it's like to be down on down on your luck and just want to be left alone to your own devices and chilling, right? Oof. <laughs> and two, Ryan. <laughs> listen, we have a lot of layers here at the Casuals of Rune Terror. We give we like to put a personal spin on everything we do. <laughs> I love the show. So if you're out there struggling, just look to Ord, man. He makes it through. Yes. Uh and so the, this goes on for a long time until with until you know we get to a point where like the rest of Runeterra in the quote unquote present time yeah. is getting rocked by this movement of Noxian presence everywhere. Yeah, wars all across the horizons, and Orin knows that the Ferelyord and the rest of Runeterra is going to need a good blacksmith. And that's where Orn kind of starts showing back up in the picture. Yeah. And that's where his bio leaves off. So it's, um, it really does like kind of set up a lot of exciting stuff to get to. Yeah. And, but that's by nature, the whole Noxian uh, occupation just sets that up itself. Yeah. Uh, and then we're really excited to see where he goes, but we can talk about his card right now. And I love this card. This is a card that has been really needed, in my opinion, yeah. for decks that want to go late. Because yeah. I think, like, especially in Freljord, the only other real real cards that want to go late are like Trindamir and Anivia. Yeah. Which they neither one of them has gotten a lot of support, to be fair. Yeah. They they everyone knows what the deal is. They do their own thing. Uh and Orn is just so different while also being a little bit faster because cough, cough, mana costs. Uh, so Orin is a seven mana four, four with tough. That's depressing, but don't worry. It does get better. Um, so when you play Orn, equip me with an exact copy of an ally's equipment or the strongest equipment from hand. So, if you're playing in an equipment deck, like we talked before, you get the stats of those equipments. Yep. Uh, and especially if you're using some of these cards that buff your equipments, you're, he's not dropping as a 4-4. He's going to be dropping as something pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, with and tough. With tough, <laughs> which is like so good. He's resilient too. Yeah. And he also has on the attack... Forge me twice. So <laughs> even if somehow in some ludicrous poor deck building world, yeah. you drop Orin as a vanilla 4-4 four, four with tough, he's still gonna be a 6-6 six, six with tough <laughs> for seven mana. So sure, it's not it's not a, like a great deal, but like if you try your best to make it yeah. bad, it's still okay. Like Orin is a really cool card in that regard. Um, but his level up is that an ally has struck for 10 plus damage, which Orin himself is going to be able to kind of do that pretty easily on his own. So heck yeah. Uh, and his flip side is he's a five, five with tough. He still has the equipment exact copy of an ally's equipment or the strongest one from hand. Mm -hmm. So if you're still playing the flip form down, he's going to be gigantic. Uh, and this is. The new attack thing is why I love this card so much. And now when he attacks, forge me twice, then summon an attacking spirit of the ram with my stats. Now, spirit of the ram is an ephemeral unit that will be summoned with orange stats, but it is ephemeral with overwhelm. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, perfect. Done. That because if you're gonna go late, you need a way to end the game. Yeah. And if you some if you're turning like a 1010 that summons another 1010 <laughs> with overwhelm onto the board, yeah, you're gonna end the game. Yeah, you're 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 in a good spot. Yeah. And like just so like Orin's personality, right? That's another reason it fits very well into if he's going to be involved, it's going to be a precise involvement, and then he's gone. Yep. <laughs> And, and that kind of leads to the quotes, right? Oh, yeah. It definitely leads to the quotes. Um, although I, if you could jump in yeah, at that yeah. point, because I do not have the quotes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Realized. So Save for the me. first side, uh, we have, if anyone asked Orn why he had so little patience, he would answer simply that he did have patience. Tremendous patience, in fact. And that is why his work was incomparable. He simply did not have patience for people. Don't we all agree? But. Nobody asked, and so he never answered. <laughs> I love Horn. <laughs> he's, so, he's so real, man. He's, he's so, so real. And then on the flip side, mm -hmm. we have uh, some believe that when the world truly needs him, the chosen of Orn will finally be able to find their god. Isn't that just the way of withdrawn ornery gods <laughs> to be found only in the very last place you look? I love this quote so much yeah. because this is just like, this is the greatest tip of the hat to like Greek and Roman mythology yeah. of just gods being average people. Yeah. Uh, and the, so if this doesn't give you a vibe of like Hephaestus, then like, <laughs> you, you're just not paying attention. <laughs> just like, yeah, if we really need him, he's going to show up, but he doesn't want to be here. He's, yeah. he's, he's got work to do. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. And obviously join us for our next episode because we'll be talking more about Orin and the stories and tales of him do him justice because it, it gives him more of a rounded character and it makes you like him even more from like what Hetch said, he's just a dude, right? He's just a dude like all the rest of us. So as yeah. always, yeah. thanks for listening. We'll yeah. be back soon with the next episode. Yeah, just an immortal dude like all of us. <laughs> I, I'm a vampire. Wait, what are you? Are you? <laughs> I, I'm apparently a demigod. <laughs> all right. Take care, everybody.